What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings who tune in every single week and have done so. We're on, I'm on year six or seven at this point and over 7.2 million downloads. I love you guys. I always say we're like the outliers, the, the anti-status quo folk. We're always pushing our own boundaries and we want to do things differently. And we have so many different types of people that that tune in and listen from CEOs and entrepreneurs to startup and tech and uh, fashion and designers and producers and artists. Um, that's what makes you guys so unique. You're always wanting to do it your way, if you will. And I just, I truly appreciate, um, you know, you guys tuning in as much as that you do. Uh, I have another incredible guest today, but before I do, I want to talk real quick. We've got a lot of newer listeners. I just want to say thank you and welcome. If you want to reach out at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, I do answer every single text, reply, response, DM, you name it. It is me. Some of you have challenged me. I have answered you back over the last eight years online. Um, and I love hearing from you guys. It's a community. And uh, you guys know how I feel about that. So feel free to reach out if there's guests that you you know want to um, you know talk about or, or even topics that you want to talk about. They're welcome. Okay. And uh, for the newer listeners, my OGs will tell you, I don't glamorize or glorify end success. The media does enough of that and I don't believe in it because every unique soul has their own path. I can't tell you what success looks like and I would never tell you what success like looks like. And I hope that my guests and so far they haven't ever tell you what success looks like because it's different for each person. Uh, society does a very good job of giving you metrics to go by. I don't believe in that. I think you're successful if you are in the pursuit of your best self and you are genuinely tied to why you are doing something or wanting to just even be discovering yourself in the process. And that to me is success. It doesn't have to be the same for you. It can be metrics. It can be whatever you want. But on here, our guests that come on, we talk about what are they experiencing in real time? You know, what are some things that are really, that they're really passionate about while they're building their first venture, their 50th venture, wherever they're at in their process, they're still growing, they're still evolving. And there's a lot to be said about the human side uh, and the soul side uh, of who they are in this world versus just simply looking at the metrics. You get those in the bios. <laughs> Outside of that, um, you know, it's a great conversation that we usually share here. And I've got another really great uh, uh, guest today, Stephen Eisen, uh, founder and CEO of Loci and Elements of Balance. And uh, we're going to actually talk about finding and establishing more balance in entrepreneurship, in discipline, in time. Um, and these, you know, you guys have heard this before, uh, uh, different aspects of these topics, and they're worth having again and again and again, because in the pursuit of your best self, there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to have to um, challenge yourself to, to and in perspective, to have the freedom to to design your life, I think that that makes more sense to you, right? So these are great conversations we're going to have. Uh, real quick bio and background. Steven, when he was 19, his beloved grandfather was diagnosed with Alzheimer. And in, it was an event that brought Steven to his personal low in life, right? We all can have those, sometimes more than one. Uh, it was during this time that he turned his pain into his purpose and launched his first product, the Lokai Bracelet. I'm sure many of you have seen it. And um, each bracelet holds water from Mount Everest and mud from the Dead Sea. It's the highest and lowest points on earth. 
And these elements serve as a reminder to stay humble and hopeful through life's inevitable highs and lows. Uh, and since then, Loci has sold over 10 million bracelets globally, hundreds of millions in revenue, and has donated over 9 million to charity as part of its 10% of profits to charity pledge. And you may have seen the Loci co-host of the Neon Carnival at Coachella in 2017 in partnership with Levi's and Don Julio. And the iconic brand has also partnered with the NFL, MLB, NBA, WNBA, and an extensive list of universities and celebrities. Over uh, 1 million followers on Lokai's Instagram. He will not only be um, bringing immense value to, um, you know, what we're, we're, we're trying to have these type of conversations. You know, we want to, we want to continue having these conversations about what he experienced both with that, but then he also founded elements of balance. And so he's doing it again. <laughs> it's like, you know, in that process, you know, um, of constantly pursuing purpose and bringing that to all of um, us, to all of you, we're going to talk about what he's learning in real time. So Stephen, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you, man. Matt, what's up, brother? Excited to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I told you before the show, the, the, the first question is the only one that's ever the same. And then we're going to riff. Um, you know, this is a background. And I know I didn't get to start talking about elements of balance. I wanted you to kind of lead up to that. But like, you can go as far back as you want. Before, you know, um, your, uh, your grandmother, um, or after, or excuse me, your grandfather, your grandfather, um, or after, um, but however far back you want to go, how do we get here? Because I mean, you're, you're purpose driven, you're an entrepreneur, you're married, <laughs> there's a lot going on. And you're and you, you also are establishing a lot of balance in your life and harmony, I should say. Um, so feel free to, to start as far back as you want. Yeah. Um, and I'll make it a little bit different than some of the other times because you just Perfect. brought up some good points. Yeah, you know, I mean, growing up as a little kid, um, I always liked to do a lot of different things. I loved being an athlete, but I also loved being creative and doing art. Uh, I loved making lemonade stands and car washes and, um, and skiing with my family. And so uh, I grew up doing lots of different things. Um, and I realized, I think pretty early on that I love doing lots of different things and not just one thing all the time. Um, and I was always entrepreneurial growing up. My, my grandfather and my father are both entrepreneurs. So um, I got to see it in the front row seat. But I'd say the, the major impact on me was the diagnosis of Alzheimer's for my grandfather. Um, he was someone I was very close to growing up. Like he drove me to school every day. He taught me to play golf and pool. And um, that was the first time I ever realized that death was coming to someone that I loved. And that was hard for me. And it brought me to a low in my life and just got me thinking about the highs and lows that I was going through and how everyone goes through highs and lows in their life. It doesn't matter your age, demographic, income level. We all have them. Uh, and so I said, okay, well, what are the highest and lowest points on earth, Mount Everest and the Dead Sea? And how could I take elements from those two places and put them in a product that people could wear every day as a reminder to find balance in life? Um, and the famous line is, I told my dad that idea. And he said, that's a great idea, but everyone has great ideas. Now go execute it. Yeah. And so ignorance is bliss. Uh, <laughs> the, the first thing I did was Google uh, how to find a factory in China and set off on the crazy journey of being an entrepreneur. Um, so that was, that was the start. You, you know, it was interesting. Uh, uh, that's a good father, by the way. 
right? Everyone has great ideas and I go execute. It's exactly what my father said. <laughs> it's exactly like, son, I love you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, why would I? He's like, I, you know, he was a businessman and a lawyer. And he's like, I want you to have your own life, but you're going to have to go figure that out. And uh, yeah. you have to go build, build your own thing and, and, you know, make a million, lose a million, make a million again, figure it out. So I'm like, Oof, all right, good, good, good advice. Um, you know, I like the fact that you chose a product that I feel like um, it when by taking the, the highest point on earth and the lowest point on earth, reminding people um, that life is the entire in between, right? And like mm -hmm. kind of grounding them by wearing it. At least that's how I was taking it when I first um, learned more about, you know, your background. And I was like, makes sense, you know, um, how, okay, so... <laughs> Did you bite off more than you can chew? How was it? You know, that, that first jumping in, I know everybody has great ideas. And I feel like what stops people is either the scary stories of people like of failure, which I don't really look at that as failure, um, but just like figuring it out on the way. Um, but then other people, you know, in general, I feel like get scared um, to even try things. I think there's just so much going on in their head. Um, you know, what was it like for you just jumping in and, and figuring it out along the way? What were some of the bumps and bruises too? Yeah, you know, I think um, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and I always wanted to be quote unquote successful. What mm -hmm. defines the word successful has changed a lot over the years for me. But I, I think one thing that I got a bit lucky with was the product of Loki and the company started with purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was so deep in me as to why I was doing it, that no challenge felt too big. I was also 19, 20, 21. So I had ultimate confidence in myself and right. no <laughs> doubt that I wasn't going to be successful. But I, yeah, I, I think a lot of people start companies and entrepreneurs with the goal of just making money and don't really care as much about the purpose of the company. And what I've learned over the years is it is all about purpose because the money comes, the money goes, things go up and down, but you have to have that reason and mission that grounds you. Um, and so for me, I got a, a bit lucky in that. And yeah, we've, we've needed to live by our brand message of highs and lows because we've had plenty of them ourselves. And how's it going now with elements of balance? Yeah. So, um, and how did I, that start? And you, you know, you can explain the whole transition from, you know, one to the other. Yeah. So Lokai still runs, mm -hmm. um, I still run Lokai, but I would consider myself a serial entrepreneur. I love coming up with ideas. Uh, and I also love challenging myself and learning, <laughs> right. If I'm not learning and growing, um, I don't, I don't, I don't get excited by that. Um, and so a few years ago, I said, okay, we're loci. We're a brand about inspiring people to find balance in their life. How else can we do that in an authentic way? Not just write, find your balance on a hat or t-shirt and sell it, but like, what's a product that really delivers on that? And we learned about adaptogens and how in high enough doses, they have functional benefits that you can really feel. Uh, and so the first thing we did was say, okay, that's cool. Like, let's see. And so we found third-party clinical studies that were done uh, on different adaptogens and the functions that they have within people. 
And we used not only the same dose, but the same supplier of ingredient that was used in those clinical studies. And we created four different formulas, an energy focus, calm and sleep. Uh, we have both drinks and supplements. Um, and at the very beginning, we're like, okay, beverage and supplements is a very different industry than <laughs> selling bracelets. Yep. And so I decided to split the two entities and make it a separate company. Uh, and the one thing I think that has served me well as an entrepreneur, I am not afraid to raise my hand and say, I don't know that I need help. And so I hired a president who runs sales, a COO and a head of like production uh, that all have been in the beverage space for over 30 years. And um, I, I knew what I knew well, and I knew what I didn't well know. And um, that was the beginning of elements. You bypassed that, that many more headaches from having humility. I just want to share that with you. <laughs> humility, I say, is a superpower. I need help. Don't know how do I do this. So please, anybody that does know how, let me know. And um, when you couple that with the fact, uh, you know, when you said challenging myself, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, it's like sometimes we're, I feel like we're gluttons for punishment because we're like, nah, like I want to learn this thing. You know, I'm going to take apart the entire engine <laughs> and figure it out. But um, when you couple it with humility, um, you move faster. And I think that that's really cool that, you know, that was, um, uh, you know, ingrained in you. Um, and one of the things I wanted to ask was, you know, I, I was, when I was reading up on you and you like to talk about, um, about, uh, like, at, you know, athletics as part of a, you know, discipline and an athlete's approach to entrepreneurship. Um, I have found the two very synonymous because the discipline that comes from athletes is just unreal. Like, I mean, it's just, it's so and and it, it it's it's duality. On one hand, you're taking your skills and talents and you're disciplining yourself and doing them every day. On the other hand, it is humility because you typically have a coach who's optimizing you along the way. So you you like you're the running as like the best, but at the same time, like you constantly need help. And so I I love the how they can be so synonymous with entrepreneurship. But I would love to get your take on uh, on um, being an athlete and an athlete's approach to entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I was an athlete growing up. I ran track in college. Um, so for me, there's really three parts of being an athlete that I bring into being an entrepreneur. One is the competitiveness, right? Like it's a competitiveness with others and other companies, but also yourself. Like how much better can you be at it. Um, and I always want to win. So I, I'll do whatever it takes. Um, and, and that was being an entrepreneur has been my outlet to that, uh, not playing competitive sports anymore. Um, second is that discipline, right? Whether you're having a good day or a bad day or an okay day, like putting in the hours consistently uh, year after year and how to do that in a way where you don't burn out. Uh, and then third, which is the thing that you shrug off as a kid when the coach is like, it's about team, it's about team. And when you're a kid, you're like, just give me the ball. Right. Um, and, you know, it's, it's funny because when I started 
my journey as an entrepreneur and being a leader, I, I actually didn't take that advice. I was all about, oh, I know how to do every role better than each person, micromanage people. And over the years, I've just learned how important team is. Your team is everything. It is what will make the company successful or not. Um, and giving people the space to build and learn and make mistakes and improve. It, it's um, one of the things that I pride myself on having learned and uh, focus on the most. Mm. Um, funny, right? When you're a kid, you're like, just, you know, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And when you're older, you really do realize how um, the dynamics of team work all together. And you don't, like, for me, it was a lot of letting go. And, um, you know, I don't want to do everything. In fact, I only want to do what I'm really, really good at. And I want to be surrounded by people who are really, really good at what they do and love what they do in that particular area. Because like you said, when you hired, you know, um, a president, right? And you're like, you know what? That's not my thing. But I would love to have you around to, to do that because that is your thing. And, um, and it's cool. Like, I have this kind of mantra, like, either we all win or I'm not in, you know? Um, and I like the fact that um, we don't have to do it all. And no man is an island, right? As the expression goes, the famous expression, it's like, and we're not, we're not, we were not as souls meant to do everything alone. Um, and so it's an interesting, it's good to learn it very early on, um, how needed uh, a team really is, uh, especially because we're going to burn out. And uh, if we're not careful, and we don't have to, we don't have to make it hard, we don't have to burn out, um, we don't have to do it all by ourselves. We can still do really well. In fact, I won't, you know, as the famous expression, you want to go fast, go alone. You want to go far, go together, right? So, um, you know, <laughs> what were some like personal reflections you're building and almost kind of not like contradictions from like former Steven to like newer Steven, but kind to newer Steven, but like kind of like, what were like, huh, you know, I used to think about it this way, or I used to do it this way, or, you know, just like you were saying, like about team, were there other areas where it seems so simple, but it was just funny and ironic that it's like, like, oh, I used to be this way. And now that I'm like going through this in business, um, I realize like, it's actually the exact opposite. Have you had many aha moments like that? I, th I think it's trusting, trusting your team. That's definitely the biggest yeah. one and, and letting them do their thing. Was it hard before? Did you just... It, what, yeah, it was very hard. Right? Trust is a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, especially with being so emotionally connected to Loci. Right now with Elements, I ha I've had my first company under my belt. I've learned the importance of being emotional when it comes to mission and vision and purpose, but unemotional when it comes to business decisions. Um, yeah. I didn't have that with Loci everything was so emotional. I wanted everything to be perfect and mm. exactly how I wanted. And you can become a lot bigger and better and stronger as a company if it's very good, but things don't have to be perfect. Funny how we have control issues <laughs> tied yeah. to trust. You know, that's what I was like, oh, this is, this is a control issue, you know, and, um, you know, no one will ever do it like us, but we don't want them to either. And I think that was a really big realization for me. It was like, oh, um, 
no, because of your uniqueness, I want you to do it. But I, I do like what you're saying about how, no, the vision and the, and the mission, the purpose, because that's something you'll always be leading. And you want people to trust your vision for why you're doing it, because that's also what they are attaching themselves to. But yeah, then it's like, now that you all know the vision, let me just get out of the way. And but tr <laughs> trust, right? But trust is is the is the issue. And, and you know, in a world where um, a lot, everybody deals at some point, I think, with trust issues because of any number of reasons, right? The external world, expectations, people, loved ones, you know, <laughs> like whatever it might be, right? Um, as it becomes significantly easier now, you think that um, like you... Um, like you have you not only learned to trust more, but that balance of like what to look for, you know, do you do you know, like, you know, being so big on team, um, you can trust yourself in your decisions, and you know how to look for who to trust, and how to have very open and honest conversations, because I'm sure you also get a lot of people who may not work for you or uh, may not be a fit too. Yeah, I think you also learn how to hire a lot better there it is and the right yeah. the right questions to ask and traits to look for in people um and the ability to bring the right people around you mm -hmm. is half the battle yeah with and then i want to i want to stay still on um with as an athlete dealing with losses would you what are some of the things that you learned from being an athlete in loss that you can equate you can see in business you got to pick your head up because there's another game and you got to <laughs> get right back at it you right. know it's uh it's and it's hard being an entrepreneur and taking big losses uh is not fun but as long as the company is still going right with any company, as long as it's not dead, there's always an opportunity for it to become super successful. And it's about continuing to iterate and figure out what needs to be done at that stage of the company to get it to the next step. Uh, and sometimes you have to take one step back to take two steps forward. I can hear your emotion when you're like, it's hard. You know, it is. It is. I mean, please, you know, feel free to like expand on that more because I think I sometimes think that people aren't having enough conversations around. It's like it's okay to say that it, it's hard and it has its like its hardships. You know, again, I mean, you know, you heard the kind of like the mantra of the podcast. You see, so people are like, "Hey, and so and so sold for fifty million dollars," and like, you know, it's like, yes, but can we please take a look at the iceberg below the water just a little bit and you know, um, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of, there's a lot of doubt and there can be fear. It's not to say that we're going to succumb to it, obviously. And clearly you didn't, but it happens. And I think that if people understand, like it's normal to feel the emotions of it being hard, like, you know, did you have doubts? Did you have like, did you, or, and, 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 Clearly, I'm sure you did, but like, you know, how did you deal with them? Like in those moments, yes, I know we know like tomorrow's game, you know, did you have like some cool tools or people or mechanisms in place that were like, I got to get my head in the game or, you know what, I need someone to talk to about these things. You know, what, what were some of the, like the avenues you took in yeah. those hard moments? Yeah. You know, I, um, we talked to, you brought up, you're like, wow, humility, like you learned how easy, if you learn to just raise your hand and be like, I don't know this, I need help find people around you another one is 
getting a bit numb to the word no. So <laughs> one of the things I did when, when I started Loci, um, I had my display and my product and I walked around in New York from store to store to store, just walking in saying, hey, is the manager, the owner here? Can I talk to you about my new product? I'd love to sell it here. And just you do that, you get a lot of no's. Uh, and the first few like make you not want to go into the next store because you don't, you want to stop hearing the word no, but eventually you get a yes. Uh, and that yes is worth all the no's. And um, I think getting comfortable with getting rejected and hearing no and just continuously trying to improve and get better and not being afraid of that, I think has been a huge part of my success that I learned in the early days walking around the city. And it's true. Like, and there, there's the athlete mentality again, and even, or just the entrepreneur mentality of like consistency, like, um, because whether it's a consistent, no, or a consistent, like working on the engine, of the car to make it like work and you keep figuring like, you know, that didn't work, that didn't work, that didn't work. That's also a kind of a no, you know, or like constantly trying to do like a marketing yeah. plan or like, you know, I'm a digital guy. So like constantly messing with like, you know, systems and funnels and all this stuff. It's like, ooh, like in tracking and like all this stuff. It's like, you're, you're always kind of looking at um, how can I make this better? How can, and always be putting the people first. Like it's all about their experience. I'm like, okay, how do I make it better? Let me like constantly like hear them, listen to them, ask them. And it's a consistency game and you're right. It's like, um no okay thank you for your time no thank you for your time and you're right in the beginning i think we're we're going to always be the most excited person about our product so and we can see the vision so clearly that we're almost kind of in shock that somebody like you really you can't see like the genius of this idea <laughs> you know it's like how could you not see this Hey fam, quick break from the show. Just to let you know, I'm doing a bit more writing on my weekly letter. It's called Permissionless. I talk about all things health, wealth, happiness, and personal fulfillment. As many of you may know, writing is my passion. I love connecting with all of you on that. I would love to see you go subscribe, mattgoddessman.substack.com. Subscribe if you haven't already. And also please remember to leave a rating and review for this podcast on Apple or Spotify as it really helps spread the mission even further. And as the ratings and reviews go up, even more people can learn about what we're doing over here. And I really appreciate that. And of course, if there's somebody you think that might be a good fit for coming on the show, you can always DM me on Instagram. As I always tell you guys, DM me at Matt Gosman. You can tag them in the message and I'll be able to look at them and try to connect. And I truly love you guys. I just want to say thank you as always. Please continue to support the show by connecting in all the other ways. And now let's get back to it. But you're right because no, they can't see it. And that's okay too. And if you, to your, your, you know, earlier I was taking some notes and as you were saying, like you started with purpose and that makes a big difference. And when you started with purpose, it, I feel like grounds you. So when you are having the nose, you're kind of like, you know, okay, you know, that hurts, but next, next, next. And then, like you said, you get to the, the yes and you're like, okay. I'm not crazy. <laughs> like, right. Right. Did you have that? Did you have that like that aha moment? Like, all right, we're on to something. I mean, you already knew, but a win, a win is needed, you know? Right. Yeah. You need wins. 
So, you know, how, you know, did that at least talk, like talking about kind of like when that moment happened and somebody said, yes, what did you learn from the yes? Right. Cause we were talking about what did we learn from the no's, but like, what did you learn from the yes? What was interesting about how that happened? I think it's the, the reward at the end of all the hard work, right? Yeah. It's, it's people say, Oh, okay. That was an overnight success. Um, but <laughs> I worked on it for five years before it was a quote unquote overnight success. And, and so talking about an iceberg, like it takes a lot of work to figure out what works, but then getting, getting to the point where it works, I think that's taught me patience and uh, things just don't happen right away. And you got to iterate and figure it out and, change you have to also be willing to change um because if you're stuck in your ways or what you believe but you don't take feedback that can also kill the project or company that you're working on that patience that it's truly a virtue right like it's interesting how uh and you're right it takes a lot of work to figure out all the work um i remember once sitting with i uh, won't name the company but one i was consulting with and um they're talking about how expensive something was, which by the way, was only in the six figures compared to what they really needed. And I was like, and they were a much older generation, two generations ahead of us. And I was like, how do you feel about your phone? He's like, what, my iPhone? I'm like, yeah, your iPhone. And he's like, oh, I love my iPhone. I'm like, why do you love it? And he's like, well, you know, it's just, it's very easy. It's very simple. Like I open it up and the app is like right there for what I want to do. And it's like, it always knows exactly what I need. I'm like, you love the simplicity. And he goes, absolutely. I'm like, do you know they spent billions and billions and billions of dollars to figure out how to make that simple and your life simple? And he's like, noted on the budget. <laughs> you know, it's like, because it's a lot of work. You know, yeah. I, I think I think people see that they see the final product, right? Especially I'm a minimalist as well. Like, but they see a final product and they say like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is amazing. This is everything. And I'm like, do you know how many iterations and how many like things went into like figure out like how to make the whole process better, streamlined, efficient, simple, easy, deliverable, like all of the things. It's a lot. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad you, I'm glad you bring that up. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I also think it's very easy to get caught up in watching what other people are doing and uh, whether it's like the Instagram highlight reel of people's lives <laughs> or like you hear the, uh, the articles of people raising crazy money or selling their companies for crazy money. Like you only ever get the highlight reel. You don't get everything behind it. Uh, and it's very easy to get frustrated with where you are and why you're not that or them. Uh, and you got to stay on your own path. And um, I know you were talking about success is different for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that as well. Thank you for contributing to the podcast mission for not, <laughs> for not, you know, um, you're right. There's, it, it's so easy to compare in a highlight real world. Um, and I get it. Like we all want to celebrate the successes, but I'm very much, I love the building public movement. Like, Hey, this might work. And I'm going to try it right in front of you. I'll be the guinea pig. <laughs> Let's try By the way, which by the, 
is what's also shifting business in general. But, um, you know, it's true. Like there's so many highlight reels that if you're not careful and you see that, and cause you just don't even know those circumstances. Well, who were they linked to? Or was it an introduction or like, you know, or what stage and season are they in? You just don't know any of the details. All you see is like, oh, they raised $50 million. And you're like, and which also, we've also kind of started comparing to highlights that like, you may not even want that for your business. You don't even know how much that they even gave up to an investor for that. Or like, they now have a new boss, their investor. You know, it's like, they don't, you don't always know all of the, the details. And, and so thank you for contributing to the mission. Um, I want to ask you this too, about time. Cause you know, I've mentioned about wanting to talk about time. It's easy. So entrepreneurship is, I've always said a fast track to personal development. You are going to figure out every aspect of your life um, from your health to family, marriage, children, um, you know, uh, to, money, everything you're going to figure out. You, you have no choice, but to be very real, very honest and very raw. Um, talk to me about your relationship with time. Cause you've got these businesses. I'm sure you've got other things going on. What's the, what talk more about like, and what's your, I mean, the parts of your personal life that you want to share, you know, yeah, but that yeah. like show that show you like, you know, listen, time, time is something that you're passionate about understanding. It is. Um, and something I have always done is I think a lot about the last day of my life. And when I look back and say, what am I proud of? What do I regret? Um, and what do I wish I did more of? And I try to live my life that way. And so I'm very thoughtful about my time, where I spend my time, who I spend my time with. Um, and I really kind of bucket into a few things. It's work, family, I have wife and two kids and then my fitness and friends, family and friends, I kind of put in the same bucket. Um, and I try to cut out everything that doesn't fit in one of those buckets. Um, and I use my calendar religiously. So like 7 to 8 a.m. and then 5 to 7 p.m. are blocked every day to be with my uh, my family and my kids um, and by doing that, I just know no one will schedule a meeting. Then, um, I put my phone down, there's no calls that are going to happen. And I try to be present when I'm with them. And then when I'm working, work as hard as I can and be as efficient as I can, because I've, I've also just seen there are people in business who work a hundred hour weeks and make a great salary. And then there's people that work and make billions of dollars, right? And so you have the same amount of time in the day. So it's about what you do with your time, not how much time you're working. And so I try to just be as efficient with my time and really think about on a list from top to bottom, what's going to move the needle the most. And if I just work my way down that list, whatever I don't get to, it's okay. Cause I got to all the things that were more important. Um, and there'll always be another email. There'll always be another call you can make. It never ends. And I do love being an entrepreneur. And so I want to do this for the next 50 years. Uh, and we talk about burnout and not burning out. Right. So I just try to schedule my days, my weeks, my life in a way that is consistent and I can maintain it for, 
forever uh, versus, oh, these next three years, I'm going to work really hard. And then after that, I'm going to have kids for two years. And then after that, I'm going to travel. Like life doesn't really work that way. It doesn't. Thank you for understanding that at a younger age. Otherwise, because what you have is like momentum, none momentum no chaos no chaos i mean um i became obsessed with time um a little bit later on so you're smart for doing it i mean i'm still young but i'm saying that like you're smart for really wanting to do that at a, a figuring that out at a much younger age um i don't fully know your age but i'm just assuming um, 32 okay not, you're younger but not that much younger but um but you you figured it out in early 30s i didn't start until my mid 30s think thinking about time um and middle late 30s and i was like okay um how am i really using time and it is for me it was as my father was passing and he loved his work because he but he didn't always like it because it really abused his time and i think that was what was the like oh shit moment for me of okay how i'm doing things will not be sustaining for where i want to go and um what am i really doing with my time like what am i really really doing with it and i remember having mentors talk to me about that and it took me like two and a half years to actually audit my time and look at it more and you're right we all have the same hours in the day why are some at such a high performance yet also have a life while others are like burnout performance <laughs> and then others are doing like nothing <laughs> and then like complaining you know it's like you have this wide range of how time is being used and it was an interesting exercise to look at. And I think um, when I was more as like visionary entrepreneurial creator, I think I was playing from the, oh, I don't want to, um, I don't want to restrict, you know, my, my creativity. I want to restrict my vision, you know, until I realized like actually discipline, um, time, uh, calendaring, scheduling expands all of it more than ever it's the it's the thing we're not taught when we're young at all and it blew my mind i'm like i have more time now i'm getting more done i'm more focused and when we stick to the discipline of it we have more freedom and we're just not taught that because you know society is very this is, again we're entrepreneurs like society is a very good way of like oh if you don't know how to do it <laughs> we'll tell you how to do it come join <laughs> like these are the systems we'll pump, pump you right into and like, you know, we'll take care of you. And it's like, you got to take care of you. And I think until you really start to assess what you're doing with time um, and how you're spending. And I love that you said that you put them into four buckets because it's like, if they, if you have to edit it ruthlessly, if it's not in one of those four buckets, you have to be like, listen, sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Like, you know, I, cause you, you, you got, you want to lead a very intentional life. Do you, um, do you do you do you audit your schedule as well, like on an ongoing basis? Have you found yourself doing that? Like, you know, it's good, but you're always kind of a little bit curious about how to consistently optimize it because this is a marathon. Yeah, and, and I think at different different years, different times, things right. will change as well. Um, so, uh, I think it's maybe maybe more deeper into the business. Who are my recurring meetings with? How are those? Right. How are those meetings 
being efficient or not efficient, what is actually getting out of them versus just following the schedule. Um, but yeah, I, I religiously use my calendar. I talked about being an entrepreneur and a father and a husband. Talk about being an entrepreneur, husband, and a father. Uh-huh. You can go in any uh, direction. Listen, it, yeah. this is not gonna, by the way, this is not going to be like all the other podcasts, but they're just no. ask like the very simple questions like, oh, you know, like you can go in any realm you want, but like, you know, because that's a reality too. Like you get to... You get to do what you love, but you're also, you know, you have a supporting infrastructure and you, you talk about them highly already, like, and because you're already considering them and so much and how you, you know, you structure a calendar and all that stuff. What's it like being, you know, for, for the listeners out there that are also worried about either starting their own thing or to connect with the ones that already are entrepreneurs, which I have a lot of them who have families. What's that been like for you? Yeah, I mean, having kids is the most fulfilling thing in the world. Um, I think the biggest challenge for me is I always have lived in the future, Mm. right? Like I have a very hard time being present. Um, And kids forces you to live in the present because all they want to do is sit there and play with something so simple uh, and just be with you and they want your attention and they can totally tell when you're not paying attention or uh, <laughs> right like I mean especially when you're on your phone or taking texts or calls or whatever it might be so um, back to the calendar like for me using that calendar as a tool to say I have blocked out this time and it's permission for me to not be on my phone and just focus on them. And this is my work for the next uh, two hours. Like that's how I have gotten better at being present. Um, and I think the other the other hard thing is like the, your relationship with your significant other, um, because work is constantly pulling at you. The kids are constantly pulling at you and giving yourself that time to say, hey, we also need to focus on our relationship, not just the kids and not just the chores and all the tasks and all the things that have to be done. Um, so me and my wife, we have a weekly date night uh, that we that we stick to. And um, I think it's just it's that and it's also the little things just constantly checking in with each other. Hey, how are you doing? Um, yeah, those are just some of the things that I do. I like it. You know, I, um, think a rabbi told me years ago about the, in, especially for entrepreneurship, he was saying that in general, for all people, the greatest union is between, um, you know, spouses, um, and that, and it's, this can be sometimes controversial with some people, but it's like, not your laws, not your kids. The first is the union, the bond between the two people, um, because that infrastructure, that's that support, that infrastructure is actually what helps keep everything else in alignment. You know, when the world can pull us apart from the external world of of work to the internal world of you know kids, <laughs> they go to one parent, they go to ask the other parent if the other parent didn't. You know, it's like always being yeah. that alignment. Yeah, and I think it's cool you bring up you know, and then we already know like in laws as loving as they can be, 
also, you know, they had their way that they lived life. And so sometimes they want to offer advice. It's like, well, that's your stuff, you know? Um, and so I think it's cool that you taking the time to have weekly date nights or constantly checking in keeps that bond, um, you know, very uh, just connected and strong um, while the world is happening around us. Right. And that's, that infrastructure is also very grounding. So it's cool that you, that you, you know, make sure that you guys do that each week. And I think yeah. And I think it's about continuously putting the effort in, right? You can't, you can't just say we are married. This is a checked box now. Right. I love that. It's true. And um, I like, I say to get anything good takes work to keep it and sustain it and make it thrive takes twice the amount of work. I mean, I love that. If you think about it, I, I don't know. I think I just like, um, we want th certain things so bad. And when we get them, you know, how do we respect them? Mm -hmm. How do we, how do we water that plant even more? So that way we're showing like, it wasn't just about getting there, the destination, because the truest destination is when we're done on this planet. <laughs> but like, but how do we, we wanted it so bad. How do we respect it? Um, and again, I think this, as an entrepreneur and an athlete, you're, <laughs> you're already kind of playing from that level. Um, but you're hundred percent right. It's continuous effort. It cannot stop. And I think it's easy sometimes when we're pulled in different directions, which is why the fact that you calendar and schedule is actually so important. And it, it creates really good habits. Like, oh no, this is what I'm doing during these times. I used to think scheduling was boring. This is like 25 year old Matt. And then I was like, oh wow. Like, no, scheduling is a life. Like you actually know intentionally what you're doing and when you're doing it. And you instill all these good habits from doing it. After a while, you don't even almost need to schedule it because you're like, I naturally doing it. Effort. It's everything that matters, right? So. And, and back to uh, execution is everything. For me, if it's in the calendar, it's very easy. I just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and for all, oh, yeah. all different types of things. Oh, yeah. A recent hack that I, so I visit the calendar every Sunday and um, I look at like how I can optimize it. I, it's been a four-year run. I don't know what, what I'm doing, but uh, I'll look at the upcoming week and I make sprints um, mm. for each day, uh, sprints, three sprints, no matter what, of deep work, 90 to 120 minutes, depending, very Cal Newport-ish, but like, and then an afternoon one is just in case, otherwise it's meetings. And I have found that I've recently took it further where I go, what are the, like, if this, what, if, if we know what the blocks are dedicated to, what are the priorities in those things that are dedicated to? And then what are the actual tasks that support the priorities? That's how far I've actually taken it now where I'm like, I want to know sort of like the whole, um, if you only, if as an entrepreneur, you're always wearing the same, you know, t-shirt and jeans, that's it. Yeah. You don't have to think. I want to actually sit down the way they do sometimes no offense to my nine to fivers, but like, you know, it's like we're at a job that where they tell you what to do. I want to tell myself what to do. So I don't even have to think when I sit down, I can go right into like yeah, the task at sure. hand. Right. So I've been like tricking myself. I'm like, I'm going to be my own manager and CEO of me to like, make sure like these are the tasks and it helps me think less and do more. So ish, but I love that, you know, something for your calendaring, you know, as you expand on it, <laughs> um, what, like, what do you, what's, what's going on currently like that, you know, you're really excited or what's starting to expand within any of the businesses or that you have something coming up. Is there anything like that you're really excited? I mean, obviously it's already, doing its thing, but anything in particular? Yeah. Um, on the Lokai side, we're really working on opening up retail distribution. Uh, we started as a direct consumer brand. 
uh, and are now opening up some amazing accounts. We're in Kohl's, we're in Spencer's, we're in Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, a lot of boutique stores, Ron John, um, and we're having very early conversations with some of the big mass retailers as well. Okay, nice. Next steps, you know, and then um, elements of balance, anything there going on? Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the beverage industry is, uh, it's a it, beast. It, it has made me understand the importance of patience and <laughs> logistics and distribution, all of the not so sexy, cool things so much more. Uh, everyone, I think when you see beverage brands, you're like, oh, that's a cool, sexy uh, business. That's the, just the tip of the iceberg. And so um, it has made me realize, again, the importance of your team and patience and believing in them and supporting them. Um, and then I'd say the the two most important skills in the beverage brand are sales and fundraising, uh, which are two things I never really had to do before. And so they're, they're testing me for sure. I have heard this countless times with the beverage industry, you know, it, and obviously very different than D2C. Um, which is why I love D2C. It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it isn't. Well, and I think it's also because there's a lot of gatekeepers that a lot of people don't realize. Like, I mean, tight margins, gatekeepers. Right. Like, I mean, logistics, like people who everything. own the logistics channels are like, oh, you want a beverage? Here's what you're entitled to even trying to get into our world. You know, <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah, totally. Um, may you remain healthy and thriving in this venture as you, as you figure it all out. And I'm sure, but you know, but to your point, right, as an entrepreneur, it's like, it is the journey because you're learning yeah. about all the other areas of business you never would have thought of. And I think this is where people get caught up. Like, God bless that the business does great, of course. But like, the weird part is the long game of the things you don't see. Like, you know, I guess kind of like Steve Jobs said, when you look back and you're connecting the dots, it is true because later on you're like, what I did in that business over there is actually the contributing component to over here. And it was never about that business, even if it did well or didn't do well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And you start to realize like, oh, wow, the journey, it really is the journey because I needed this component for this thing to thrive. I much rather learned it then than right now, because now it's like the timing. Yeah. Timing. It's mm -hmm. always timing. It's always timing and patience. And you're like, I get it. Got it. You know, makes sense. Thank you for dealing with me along the way, God. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, so um, where can where can everybody find out about you, about the brands online? But, you know, if they want to connect with you, any any of the, the sites and things like that that they can reach out to online? Yeah, sure. On Instagram, just at Steven Eisen. Uh, and then Lokai is Lokai.com, L-O-K-A-I. Uh, and elementsofbalance.io. We're also on Amazon. And we and and that's one thing I, I knew early on. It's easy to buy drinks on Amazon, so we should focus on that channel. Like it's a lot harder to go through a brand's website. So uh, check us out on Amazon. Just search elements of balance drinks. Love it. And uh, on Insta uh, at Lokai, at lo at Live Lokai. We're actually changing that uh, at the beginning of January to at Lokai. 
We've had Aleph Lokai since day one. And uh, we're now, we're actually launching a rebrand in January. So we're just flipping the switch and then at Elements. Nice. Amazing. Um, so grateful to have you on. You know, and I tell, I tell every guest, uh, it's a journey-driven podcast. So you're welcome back on any time. Um, two months from now, a year from now, six months from now, whatever it might be, we can go further into like another area of cool. like, yeah. And what I've actually loved is when guests come back on, they're like, and I, and I, I, you know, I'll get like different stages or different seasons. Like, Hey, 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 so I'm really working on this thing right now. And like, and I've noticed this, like, can we have this conversation? I'm like, you know it, <laughs> because usually that's what the audience needs to hear anyways. Like, Oh yeah, you're not alone. Um, that's so anytime, cool. Yeah. So, and if, you know, it's been a good 20% of taking me up on the offer. I think 1% actually came on a third time and I love that when they do. So you're welcome back anytime. And um, just really appreciate, you know, you sharing the story and the realities, um, the ups, the downs, you know, the family uh, just, you know, thank you for, for sharing with us in general. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. So for everybody listening, please go check out at Steven Eisen, uh, S T E V E N I Z E N on Insta. You guys can also go to lokai.com and elementsofbalance.io, but go to Amazon, <laughs> make it, make it easy. That's what all, all my friends that are like self-publishing, which I'm going to attempt here momentarily on, on Amazon. And then, you know, with products um, as well in stores, Amazon really is easy to support the entrepreneurs out there. So please go do that uh, for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Please do not forget to leave a rating and written review. I have recently had to say this. Uh, um, I didn't realize it. if you don't write the review on Apple, they won't show me the five stars. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys always uh, doing so it helps actually expand and support the show. And everybody always asks, how can they support just leaving a rating review is great. Uh, I truly appreciate you guys. Um, I'll have all the notes, you know, that you can find for Steven in the, um, the show notes uh, on Apple and Spotify and all the other platforms. So you guys just be sure to click on those. Uh, and I just appreciate you guys, you know, 7.2 million downloads. Don't ever plan on stopping. That's the beauty of this. You know, I'll be like a hundred and we're still going to be going. So <laughs> it's all good. Who knows what podcasting will be like, but you know, thank you for tuning in uh, every single week and just for supporting the show for Steven Eisen, for myself, Matt Gottesman and Hustle Sold Separately. We're out.